Hello, this is the second episode of audio of auto cinephiles. Already. I already fucked it up. Um, second episode of audio auto cinephiles. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> uh, I'm Jamie. Uh, I'm Jackson. I'm a real movie buff. Yes. Um, today we're talking about a little film called Ghost in the Shell. You may have heard of it. <laughs> Uh, the 1995 version. Not, I've been yeah. Terrified at this point. I, um, I I like said on TikTok that Ghost in the Shell is one of my favorite movies, and people are like the fucking Scarlett Johansson whitewashing movie. I'm mean, like, guys, is that what you know so this movie from? That's so sad. That's so depressing. Um. Yes. Okay. Second movie I've seen from Mamoru Oshii. And did you finish Angel's Egg? I thought you like watched it. Yeah, I watched it for oh. or I watched it like a couple weeks ago. Um, very similar tone, very different, very different. Films. Yeah. <laughs> like, have you seen Have you seen Angel's Egg? No, uh, this I have only seen Ghost in the Shell ninety five, and Ghost in the Shell two. I guess, okay. That's, okay. That's I haven't seen. Uh, yeah, the only two I've seen are Angel's Egg and Ghost in the Shell, and um. Holy fucking shit. Okay, so, so to start good. this out, holy fucking shit. Yeah. The fucking artwork. Yeah, one of, I think one of the most beautiful movies of all time, maybe? Yeah, like, no, like, no. The most beautiful there was not, movies. there was literally not, like, a single piece of, like, critiquable animation. In that <laughs> yeah, whole it's, like, incredible. Like, there was, like, I've never, ever, 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 like, Even never, CG, ever, ever. Which is, like, 30 years old or something at this point is, like, incredible it's like gorgeous and i i also i am really like proud and excited that i think i think they did some like slightly more complicated um digital effects which was cool because i feel like a lot of like that kind of film will do like very like i don't know like they had okay so like in the beginning the effect where the effect where she's like um the effect where she's like Math cloaking or whatever, yeah, and like her whole, whole I was like immediately like, oh holy shit, this yeah. is what this gonna, movie is gonna be like. Holy and, fucking, and like oh I, I think it's so interesting because like I feel like a lot of like two D, especially like going into the two thousands, like in the mid nineties, early two thousands, like did like CG because it was like hip and trendy, and it's like that. Yeah, it looks um, like ass. It there looks, is like so bad, and it just but like what's really interesting is that like not only is it done like really well, like the actual CG is like stylized to the point where yeah. it like still it like is congruent with the rest of the film's visual language. I think I think there was like video synthesis done towards the end. That's what I was saying. This is like like literally it looks like they used like analog effects and bits yeah, of it. Yeah, which is, is like, cool. I feel like, like okay. very brief parts of it. And analog that stuff was not easy to access in ninety five. Okay. I feel like a lot of a lot of animated films of this like level, uh try to be animated films and i think that this film was not trying to be an animated film this film was trying to be like a film, film yeah if you know what i mean yeah, and it yeah. was animated but like you need to watch just sort of the mode of like you need to there. watch fucking evangelion so bad dude you really i know i'm to. sorry i've watched like half of it technically no you need to watch end of evangelion like okay so like cool, i know like, the first like half like if you want not to be like a pure server if you watch the first half of eva you haven't watched like why people tell you to watch eva like it's yeah, cool and it's really pretty and like a lot of the fights are incredible and the symbolism is cool or whatever but like the last like half of the first run of the tv show and the movie are like so incredibly 
like not just from like an animation perspective like formally like as films they're fucking insane i need to okay this is this is also it's crazy um i don't know like this part of this part we're not going to get into like any of the actual film we're just praising it at this point yeah but like i i don't know it's like this film like was not only like fucking like absurdly gorgeous for one it was also like i feel like i don't know the like um the sort of the narrative and the sort of themes that were going on everything was just like tonally like yeah very put together there well, was nothing that felt out of place like okay i've never and i was gonna say this earlier i've literally never seen a movie i think where i didn't have any shot in the whole fucking film like i don't know like people talk about like ghibli movies as like the like best yeah. animation like examples of like films and they they are gorgeous they are they're like amazing there's a lot of animation amazing animation that went into those but at the same time i've never fucking seen something like this where like even in ghibli films like there are bits where it's like oh they they like had to they had to rush this one yeah like but there's literally not even the there's nothing nothing like that in this and like every single background is like oh absurdly my God. complex. So absurdly I, I wanted to talk about the back. I don't think we're going to talk about plot much because I feel like the plot is like so like much more so than like yeah teenage Hero became killing machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. so much more secondary here where it's like I feel like plot is used as like texture where that yes. okay, so <laughs> this is really fucking pretentious but whatever. I saw this pitchfork review forever ago that okay very like random. <laughs> I saw a picture of you forever ago that described like Slave Bell's music is using words for texture more than anything else and just complete gibberish. If you look at it. And, I love and, and like I feel that that's the plot here where I feel like it's like sci fi like tropes and stuff and like plots are are like they're very obviously thought out because the world building in this movie is absolutely insane like so yeah. intricate and I haven't seen the anime so I don't know how much of it is like from like the TV show but like. I yeah. like the movie like built such an insane world. So it's not secondary in the way that it like wasn't thought out. It's secondary in that it's like used as like texture for the images and like yes. the tone and like to more yes. like thoroughly cement yes. the tone. This um, is such a this is this movie is all about tone. Yeah. It's so all about tone. So incredible. I mean I, I was really lucky because we got like like we like had remember the clash okay so <laughs> we had our our friends dorms we had two friends that shared a dorm called uh, called clashland because it's a combination of both their names and i brought like a tv in <laughs> second semester because i just like we upgraded our tv for christmas and so remember that tv that we were watching in clashland that yes. was like the tv that we had for like 10 like i don't know for like 10 years since i got yeah. had like a ps3 in like 2009 um uh-huh. and so we upgraded finally like a 4k tv because they're really cheap now um and i watched it like the 4k version on prime like on the 4k tv like lights off it goes soundbar like so Uh, incredible like uh, like it's uh i there's like so visually like insane there's a lot of animation i feel like if you scale it up like that and really like get like make it super super high quality you start to see the edges of the animation where it's like oh like you can see the cell shadow sort of like peeking out there, like yeah. that kind of thing where it's like, oh, this is animation on like little plastic sheets of thing or whatever. But um, 
but like this is like it felt so fucking deep it felt like yeah. so like zoomable like every single yeah. shot was like so insanely well, insanely complicated and, and well, you mentioned the backgrounds earlier and how like insanely intricate and like told the backgrounds are so i i had this conversation and you know Menka's is class and it's mm-hmm. like it's it's transcendental film it's like what we're it's film cinema transformation i think is class so anyways they're watching like bergman and like fucking french films and shit uh, and Russian yeah. films. Um, yeah. So we were talking, we watched Butcher Ryan, and we were talking about how, like, the landscape kind of, like, shapes the spiritual elements of the film. And I feel like this film is, like, so intensely, like, the landscape is, like, what you are supposed to be focusing on. They're just, like, 10, 15 minute, no, that's exactly like, 5, 10 minute excerpts where yeah. it's just, like, the incredible score set to, like, shots of this, like, futuristic, I don't know, Tokyo, I don't know what it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. The sort of, yeah, I mean, it's kind of playing off the sort of, like, whole Neo-Tokyo yeah. situation. 2029 is when this is supposed to take place. <laughs> We're closing in on Ghost Nine in the Shell, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I just, I think it's, it's, I mean, I could talk, okay, should we, like, recount, like, what, I don't even, I, this is, like, my fifth, sixth time watching this movie. I kind of barely know what happens, to be honest. Because I just don't pay. I like look at it and I'm like, ooh, pretty images. And okay, like, so okay, so essentially, um, another thing I like about this movie is that it it's really great with exposition. I think a lot of a lot of uh, anime in particular, um, and anime movies seem to like really kind of shove a lot of exposition right into the beginning of the movie. But yeah. this movie kind of does the exact opposite, where like yeah. we're not really we're given like I don't know no what the fucking context. ghost is. We're given <laughs> I'm no be honest. Huh? I don't know what a ghost is. Like I've seen this movie so many times. <laughs> we're given no context. Is. We're given no context for anything that's going on, and you kind yeah. of just have to like figure it out as the movie goes. And you might not even figure it out by the end of the movie, but it doesn't really particularly matter because that's like not really the point. I guess. Yeah. Well, um, and like, and I, something I want to add on to that is that, like, that's why I kind of say it's like secondary. Like, again, not because it, like the politics of the world are like insanely shaped. Like, there's like a yeah, very yeah. intricate set of like political like actions and reactions happening. Like, it's like about like espionage, I guess, and like AI. And, okay. And, so and there, there are these really there's this really cool moment that was like, so like the plot of the film kind of is that the kind of high concept is that people like merge with cyber bodies people get like cybernetic augmentations and that's like kind of like the high concept hook um and i noticed this moment you know those like hacker hands that spread out yeah. and you type really fast yeah. and you get a bunch of fingers so you notice yeah. that of course in the iconic shot in like the middle but i noticed it's like towards the end where like a completely different character had the same cybernetic like same augmentation to do the hand sh- like the type fast shit yeah. and it's like oh so like this is like certain like classes of like workers and like people yeah. will get the same cybernetic augmentations to like yeah. that's so like it's such a very like detailed like thing that you will miss and like yeah anyway sorry it's I very, yeah i think there's a very complex sort of there yeah like you were saying earlier they definitely fucking like went really hard in on world building but they did yeah. it in the way that like the way that I kind of like when how world building is done this way, like you can theoretically figure out a ton of it if you wanted to, but it's not really like necessary for you to figure everything out. Like I think, like I think not knowing certain aspects of a world is such a like great aspect of world building in a way. I like I like to not know the whole sort of like the whole environment 
yeah um, and like understand absolutely everything that's going on and i like it to be but i like it to be deep enough that the, on like second watches and like uh the more the more you pay attention to it yeah. you start to like figure it, out it, it like unravels it. itself to you yeah like it, like it's very much like an active watch and i really okay. like love that okay yeah should we describe this movie? Should yeah. I actually like to say? I don't. I don't think we should go beat by beat plot points. I yeah, just, I think we I can just describe like, the high concept. I can just do a general. Okay. Yeah. Um. So essentially, uh, we are like in basically. It starts with like opening sequence of um the main character being built essentially. Uh, everyone, almost everyone, not everyone, but like almost everyone in this. Or actually, it's assumed that almost everyone, but not necessarily, because it's kind of a lot of this movie takes place uh, in a sort of like, I like, I I think it's worth mentioning that the movie does center like cops and elites, which is like interesting yeah. for it to be like such a and doesn't really talk much about um, well the. the it's basically it's assumed that most people in this world sort of uh have some form of cybernetic like uh modification uh most people are cyborgs uh but not to the extent of um the main character who is particularly a large percentage cyborg yeah um uh and essentially uh she is like a spy slash cop sort of person uh who is basically just like used to um she's like she's a major or something she's a major and used to like um with like uh she kind of deals with like espionage and like whatever like yeah uh, whatever it's not super important so uh, but like cross-country relations basically yeah um and uh which obviously yeah we are thrown very much into a very political situation that has a lot of depth to it um but yeah uh so so the opening scene of the movie and i didn't even again i've seen this so many times so it's it's the you know majors being built set to the like gorgeous like score um yeah and the first like, scene, scene, uh, like narrative scene of the movie, is Major assassinating, I think, the, an ambassador's trans, like one of, like a very high profile coding person's translator, and like that's what the first scene is, and, and um, you, that's not revealed to you until, like, pretty much the very end of the movie. Like yeah. you kind of don't you just know that major is killing somebody and that it's like this person they like dip, the word diplomatic community is thrown around and yeah. you know like American versus Japanese is thrown around um and so that's yeah. the very first scene of the movie and and um from there it's revealed I don't even remember the presence that the puppet master has in this movie to be honest it gets so convoluted um, okay uh basically so basically this sort of unit um is dealing with a hacker in the area who has been hacking into uh basically people has been essentially like hacking their memories to strategically um do like um what was it called what's the stupid like turn for like term for phone hacking that was like a 90s 
something uh freaking freaking with a ph um who is like essentially whatever like taking over people's memories and people's bodies to essentially phone hack um into something uh yeah yeah that's not really old (laughs) it's like but basically all that they know is that like whoever is doing it is like really ridiculously advanced and they don't really know why uh but is also using old technology for some reason like they have access to like a lot of money obviously because they've seen like uh people that are working for this guy um with like really high tech sort of like gear basically cloaking mechanisms and shit like that yeah yeah, but then he's using like old um software and like uh doing like freaking uh to like hack into stuff which is like really old methods and they're like why is what's going on um and they never really figured that out (laughs) uh or something or maybe they do and i just missed it but um uh essentially uh so there's this there's that hacker they're trying to get this hacker they have this whole chase scene where they like uh get this guy um who is like a truck driver a garbage truck driver who was like led to believe that he had a wife and children and was just like given this gear um yeah by like a random guy to like do to do hacking for like a specific reason to like bring back his bring his family back together um which so this uh, is this is where this is important and this is where the concept of the ghost is introduced like in the yeah, film. well the so, ghost is introduced even earlier mentioned, but, but like conceptually like we kind of like there you know like yeah. there's mention of major's ghost being loud and and ghosts so ghosts are basically ghost a ghost is basically like uh a spirit but also basically sentience it, it's it's like a weird kind of it's not like supposed to be an allegory to i think you know it's not supposed to be like oh a spirit or a ghost is no. you know, sentience or a ghost is consciousness or whatever but it, it's this kind of amalgamation of of like a cyber like a cybernetic physical like data that equates to humanity so yeah. there's well, there's yeah there's it's basically this... just supposed to be conscience that's what i yeah. think describes it as conscience at one point the but but it's weird because that's not a perfect kind. Of, it's not a one to one thing because no. a conscience isn't uh, like we like humans don't know what a conscience is. Um, yes, but I think it's sort of assumed in the society that there's like a loose understanding of like humanity versus like uh, electronic things. But, but that's the thing that is that, and why I think it doesn't work as one one allegory is because when they're talking like later on, they you know this kind of spoilers whatever. Um, they. Uh, Spoilers. What are you talking about? We're literally <laughs> okay. So I'm kind of skipping ahead, is what I meant to say. Not spoilers. Um, spoilers too, I guess. But I don't know why you're listening to a film podcast if you don't care about it. Um, so, um, skipping ahead a little, they kind of mentioned this when the puppet master's body is captured. Is that there's a physical like there's like a physical data um, trace of a ghost, which is not something that humans have. Like there's like a physical sort of like like being that a ghost takes in and when they capture the you know the huge thing is that they capture yeah. the master's body and then major's like you know we see that a ghost is like present there are no human brain cells and there is also no none of the usual degradation that happens when a ghost is transferred so yeah. it's this weird kind of 
physical representation of a consciousness that allows people to kind of like telepathically or cybernetically, I guess, communicate. Um, yeah. And hack, hack, you know, you can ghost hack somebody, which is to kind of like take physical control over their consciousness and it can access, they access like government databases with it um, and yep. like control cars with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- so this is when the ghost is mentioned is when these, um, you know, garbage truck drivers are, this guy believes he has a kid and is he like, there's this story that's been implanted because his consciousness has been basically overridden and false memories implanted. And he believes that the reason he's making all these phone call hacks or whatever, uh, like technical jargon that they use in the movie is because he's like trying to like, spy on his wife and get evidence because her you know she's cheating on him and took the daughter in the divorce yeah um and it's revealed they get caught um they bring him in for questioning and it's revealed that he's never been married does not have a child and has been quote-unquote ghost hacked to do this guy's hacking for him yeah um and absolutely like gorgeous sequence of events where there's this like after that there's this mercenary type guy with a mustache that gave this garbage truck driver a way to hack whatever through phones um and this like absolutely beautiful and this is the kind of first like importance that's placed on the landscape is you get this absolutely beautiful chase sequence of like completely still shots where major our main character is chasing this fucking mustache guy um yeah and like there's like water it's it there's water um but you know what's really interesting is that it's not filmed like a chase scene it's filmed using like establishing shots where the characters will pop in and out and like it's all wide shot and it's all like it's about the environment and like the characters kind of navigating through the environment like there's never like a close-up really i don't think um it's it's so interesting um and here's another thing I kind of want to talk about with the introduction of the garbage, you, you you know, truck drivers is that you mentioned that this film like centers on like elites and cops and like espionage agents and like, yeah. you know, ambassadors, which is true, but like, it's not because the film forgets about quote unquote, like working class yes. or normal people. Those people, like, it's interesting, like serve like a very specific narrative function where it's like the garbage truck drivers introduce us to ghost hacking and then later on, when they hit the ghost body that the puppet master is using, it, I think it's also garbage or, or some other type of like blue collar like service job. Yeah. Um, you know, like yes, and actually this is important because later figuring out who the puppet master is and where it came from that becomes a sort of like yes, yeah, a sort of narrative there. Uh, <laughs> so between, yeah. So, anyways, these this guy this guy reveals that he's they've been revealed that he's ghost hacked. Um. What's the fucking next sequence? I this so it's, he's, he's revealed that he's been ghost hacked, and then oh shit, what is the next? What is this? And this other thing about the, the film is, is that like in the the next thing is in the boat where she's yeah. I, th- I was gonna say okay, so yeah. Um, then there's this kind of breather scene after this chase sequence happened. A lot of exposition kind of was given, not yeah. exposition, you know, but like a lot of world building was established. Yeah, where major who's like a cyborg and weighs like a shit ton because she's a cyborg like as a robot yeah um is diving in the water um with like an oxygen tank and like propulsion jets and yeah. um gets out of the water and her partner i forget his fucking name super hot 
guy with <laughs> eyeless, soulless eyes. Um, yeah. It's like, why are you cyborg diving for fun? You're insane. Um, <laughs> and she says some shit about freedom or something. Um, she says this, that part, that part I feel like was like one of the, like sort of like a little overplayed act. It's the only part in the movie where it was like, not the only part, but like, I feel like there's like a tiny bit of overacting in parts of this movie where it's like, I don't know, they go a little too into, basically this is sort of where it kind of introduces the like very specifically existentialist philosophical narrative of the movie, yeah. which has to do with like, um, like, oh, like what is like to have artificial consciousness as like part of your brain? And like, is it like a part of like, an organic thing or is it like something other than myself and like whatever she gets into like the sort of i don't know philosophical but like a little a little too a little too a so little, this is this little, is where yeah. this is why because i i think that some of so this film is very kind of like into the philosophy uh well, that's what memorial she is known for yeah yeah so yeah. so i i'm not and i'm not just saying it for psychological whatever for its philosophical like memories or whatever but this yeah. is why i wanted you to watch the dub and so i watched the dub so i really I I massively the... prefer the dub over the sub uh-huh. um and jamie watched the sub and i like as soon as she finished it i was like did you watch the dub over the sub and she was like sub and i was like fuck um so this is why i really prefer the dub is because like that part like is pretty clumsily written and the over you know it's overacted but yeah. like the entire movie in the dub is like that um and uh, you can okay. really tell that the voice actors like filmed all of these like not in the same room like it's really yeah. disjointed and like the effect that it had on me like while watching it was it became this really and i also watched evo with the dub it for the same reasons where it is this really weird surreal like it becomes this very weird surreal formula experiment where it's yeah. like there's a very slight mismatch in the syncing the audio lip syncing of course because it's that's dubbed. so funny because like that's like <laughs> i like that you're like basically saying that you wanted me to watch the dub because it's like the dub is worse <laughs> yeah well it, 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 you know like the voice acting technically like on a on a proficiency level is worse and it's more stilted yeah. but like it you know so like yeah, not yeah, to be yeah, like, yeah. a film major but like so like all of david lynch's dialogue is like this for a very specific tonal reason that's true and it yeah. works yeah, so yeah, and i in my opinion like and same thing with eva is like it works so so well with the themes of like disembodiment and like self-alienation and like identity and i i just i really love and, and the the voice actors i feel kind of play into that where everything is so kind of de- like flat and mm-hmm. so but like not in a way that is like a technically bad like none of the individual line deliveries are like crazy like ghost hunters like over the top like naruto yeah, dub yeah. it's all like very like like dissonant in such an interesting way and that's okay. why I, that's my spiel on why the dub goes in the sale is better okay. than the dub. interesting um, um yes okay so we have the this sort of philosophical spiel that happens on this boat and um after this is i guess when we start to like what what the hell happens after this? What happens immediately? So after so this? okay so they they do this philosophical spiel like Major talks about finding freedom or whatever and yeah uh, her partner calls her crazy and then they both get like a ghost message they both get like telepathically or cybernetically communicated with by the puppet master um, 
yeah. and it's like a woman's voice that sounds similar to Major's, and I think that's yeah. important. Well, wait, because wait, wasn't it Major though? No, that's the thing. Is that oh, they okay. were shocked? Yeah, exactly. And and okay. so, um, the major's partner looks at her. I, I'm so bad for forgetting his name, um, because yeah. the second movie centered on him, and I love the second movie. But um, he looks at her and is like, "That was you, right? Like, please tell me that was you." And she just like looks looks like shocked. And then they cut to the next scene. Which oh, is, okay. Um, I assumed it was her. No, yeah, and, and this goes in. You know, this goes into okay, the later that, part like, of the narrative. That is- yeah foreshadowing in a really so, good way okay the next scene is they're on the, we cut to these kind of like this naked woman on a freeway this naked blonde woman on a freeway okay. i think it's the next scene um and yeah. again, why we have such trouble like we both like just watched this it's such like a non kind of linear like compressed narrative that's like basic it's like vignettes kind of even though everything fits together like temporally it's, 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 it's like, like really, so really... weird i don't know i think this is like the narrative in in this really like made it was very clear to me at least at in terms of like in the general scope of like films i think like it was a little less clear than like the average film maybe uh but like in the general scope of things it was like very like i don't know if it's like like the actual like when you lay out the sequences from like point a to point b to point c to point d you know like that that makes sense for the most part and it kind of gets stumbled because of how kind of like i'm not smart but but how specific it is about exposition but like I, I think it's like saying something that we're both like just watch the film and are struggling to recollect like sequence of events. I think it compresses yeah. like, time yeah. in this bizarre, yeah. like surreal way. Um, and, and so anyway, so next scene is after Major gets, they both get this message. Next scene yeah. is this blonde woman on a highway. And then I, I think she gets hit by a truck. She gets hit by a truck and like yeah. decimated. Um, yeah. And, and where the body horror starts, which is where yeah. why this movie is um, She gets hit by a truck and like destroyed and then we are in the lab, essentially, where um, uh, we saw, or I guess that wasn't where we saw Major being built, um, but um, we're in the lab uh, that belongs to these, uh, I guess, cop elite guys. And um, this, and she's being like, sort of kept alive by like a bunch of tubes and shit. Yeah. and is like half a body yeah and, like and, and i think that this is noting that also so this there are cyborgs and then there are artificial bodies and there those are different yeah. things there are like there are full-on robots um in this universe and yeah. the lady the body that gets hit is like there's no blood it is like a robot it's like a yeah. cybernetic there is movie. there is like no blood in this movie which was interesting that, well that's involved. not true that's not true. Isn't it? Final scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, there's, there's like, like very massive little amount of It's not gratuitous. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's po- like the way that the gore is used is like punctuating it. You know, yeah. the gore appears at the very end of the movie. Like even when the guy gets shot at the beginning and when there's like gunfights and stuff, like violence happens and then there's no gore. And then at the end of the yeah. movie is like a lot of gore. And I, I think we'll get to reasons yes. why I'll talk about that later when we get to it. That's true. Okay. So um, um, the scientists are talking about how uh, this like woman who is hit by a car uh has like a ghost but doesn't seem to be human at all like has no human brain whatsoever we just we talked about this earlier and uh they're really confused by this and like um they also somehow found out that it was made by the same manufacturer that made um major's cybernetic side basically um 
so there's that connection. That connection is like more yeah. explicitly formed. Um, and I, uh, so then they, whatever, there's this, there's this really interestingly animated scene where they like wake her up briefly and it, and she's like all jerking and like trying to like, I try to make a flicker film out of that. I try to make a, I like clip that and I, after rationing it to us, I try to make a flicker film out of like her like jerking. Uh, it never, it's so, worked, but <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. It's so fucking crazy. Um, so but, this um, is when the body horror gets introduced. Ooh. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> At this point, she wakes up without them. Yeah. There's like, there's some guys that come into the building. Yeah, so the, uh, this, is, this is another part of the political stuff. And I didn't yeah. really get this until like my third or fourth watch through. Yeah. Um. So there is this, and this is one of my problem problems. I think this movie is kind of perfect, but whatever. One of my problems with the movie yeah. is that it kind of explains a lot in about five minutes in a scene with somebody who you don't know. I guess unless you watch a TV show, I could be wrong. But anyways. Um, so these guys come in. One is from one of the other separate, like, espionage sections of, like, the Japanese, like, military or whatever. And then yeah. there's another guy who they fucking, like, have not seen before. Um, yeah. And they are like, okay, what is up? Uh, it's weird that this guy, we've never seen these guys before. And it's weird that, like, they're, like, infringing on our jurisdiction because this is, like, the shit that we deal with. Um, yeah. So these guys come in and are like, yo, they are like, this is him. And they're like, wait, him? I thought we didn't have, like, a gender or whatever. And they yeah. they kind of try and poorly cover for it. Um, and the other guy doesn't speak. The Japanese guy does most of the talking to, like, the, like, lead of, like, the task force of Section 9. Uh, yeah. Who controls, or is, like, the overseer for Major and her partner. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they get into, like, a diplomatic argument. And, like, this, more of the politics kind of get revealed. Um, and it's, and it's important that... Um, basically the puppet master was they find out that the puppet master was murdered and uh the consciousness of the puppet master was transferred into this woman's body somehow yeah that at this point and then she was hit by a truck and and then she escaped and was hit by a truck or but but we're getting that no that's actually wrong that's actually wrong Okay. So then this is this is why I like we again, me and Jim yeah. both like just watched this and like we have no like it's so hard to parse this. And this is my sixth yeah. time watching it. Um and I'm kind of just figuring this out. So yeah. we'll get we'll get to this later because it's explained in like two seconds. Um so yeah. the, they get into this diplomatic argument, puppet master, the guy does this really cool thing where he like one of the Japanese like background characters, um there's like an American, which is why I'm specifying Japanese. Um one of like the worker guys like busts out his hands and they become like a bunch of tendons and like starts hacking really fast um, <laughs> as the augmentation i was talking about earlier that was like kind of brought up again later in the movie um and so they're like oh shit we got him this is him the power shuts down kind of like a cliche like movie moment the power yeah, shuts yeah. down and then the hacker guy takes over and starts talking through the voice of this woman and is like i am the puppet master what's up uh, and then says that he is, I am, co- like, Project 2501. 2501, yeah. Um, and so then they're like, oh, shit, what the hell does that mean? So the diplomatic guys leave and are like, you know, the international embassy is going to get a complaint about this to the guy who's, the, like, the lead detective guy for Major and her partner. Um, mm-hmm. And then they leave 
And then the third partner, who we haven't talked about at all, we really need to structure this better, is this guy who's, like, a mostly human, like, he's, like, brought up from, I think, either a beat cop or a detective into this, like, kind yeah. of more specialized task force. Um, yeah. He's mostly not cybernetic. He's mostly human. Um, well, the guys the guys that came there don't leave. The guys that came there were, like, figured out to be a, a like, they perpetrated it specifically at that time. Did you miss? Because they, when they were checking the the elevator, they checked specifically because they were like, why did the elevator doors take longer to close than it should have? That sensor is no, really- yeah, yeah. So I'd like to get to that. Okay, th- yeah, this okay. is like, this is explained. It's it's weird and like convoluted. Um, yeah. So anyways, the guy's like, the this human detective guy is like, and he, he uses uh, like to kind of go more, he uses like a really out, he uses like a revolver pistol instead of like an automatic weapon. And I scold him for that the whole movie. And that comes into play in like five minutes, I promise. Um, so he's like, wait, did you like he like starts talking to like he like ghosts and, and so this is another important thing and why i think the, the ghost is like not a cybernetic thing either is because he starts ghost communicating with people despite being mostly human um so he starts ghost communicating yeah. with major and he starts like checking like the pressure sensors for the cars that the guys like parked in um yeah and he's like so katsugawa i think is his name is the japanese uh like ambassador guy like that guy doesn't have a cybernetic body, right? And then the guy's like, no. Um, and he notices that both of the cars weigh way too much, or like when they parked, weighed way too much to like possibly be like yeah. only two people. Um, yeah. And even if like both had cybernetic bodies, then it wouldn't have worked out. Like the math wouldn't have worked out. And so he's like, something's fishy. And I also noticed that the doors with hyper, these like hypersensitive, like state of the art, like sensor doors closed three seconds later than they should have. So yeah. somebody infiltrated our shit with for cyber optics or whatever um yeah. uh which is like the cloaking technology that they have in this universe um yeah. so he like gets out they like get out um he like they find them out uh the guy like the guys try to like run over the dude with his car he like shoots at them with a the revolver they don't do anything and then he loads like a tracker bullet and like shoots it at the car um yeah. as these like guys who are infiltrating the government whatever building <laughs> are are leaving yeah um so they track and then this is kind of culminating scene in the film and then this is where all of this stuff gets revealed yes. uh like this five minute scene <laughs> so yeah. they they're tracking in they have a bunch of car talk and it's like um i don't know it's fine it's like kind of the liminal point in the movie they are doing a lot of exposition they call up this guy who like we've never seen before is like a hacker dude um and he's like okay i did some research uh, and he's part of like so major like talks to him and like the her like overseer talks to him and he's like okay i've been doing some research and i found out a couple things that one oh fuck I, i'm totally blanking on what happens that he finds <laughs> he finds out a couple things yeah um which is that one that the um puppet master so project 3501 essentially 3501. Two five, sorry, three five one is a George Bush reference. Um, <laughs> I so that's why I wasn't sure if it was two five one because two five one is a part of the song. Anyways, um, so that project two five one is a part. Of, so so the, there were two guys that entered the embassy. One was Kazagawa, who's like a part of the Japanese government, and the other guy is this like blonde guy who we've never seen before and won't see again. And he's like an American ambassador person, part of like whatever American like espionage thing yes, happens. Yeah. It's not the CIA. Or whatever. Yeah. It's just like whatever American espionage thing happens. Um, yeah. So I started looking into that, and it turns out that Project 2501 um, was this um, 
like counterinsurgency project or something that like is supposed to deal with like cybernetic shit and that started in America. Um, uh-huh. And the guy, so th- this all happened like five minutes. So the character you've never heard about, it's like yeah. a massive narrative fulcrum of the film where everything is tied together and it's so easy to miss um, that I like am still like struggling to recall it. So that the guy that Major killed at the beginning of the film was like an ambassador who was in contact with a Japanese coding scientist or whatever who was like defecting from the Japanese government. And that's why Major killed him to try and stop him from defecting because he had all this hypersensitive information. So this guy has been basically communicating with the American, like this like American counterinsurgency project, like dealing with artificial intelligence and the puppet master code. And so what's interesting is that this, you know, like project that was supposed to be built around stopping the puppet master was started like a year before the puppet master even existed. So basically the puppet master (laughs) is this like AI construct that is like a fully AI created by the Japanese government or the American government, the American government. Okay. Um, And it's, they basically created life, but made created by the American government in Japan by the same manufacturers that made major specifically. No, 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 that's just the body that she has that. So, Oh, okay. okay, Yeah. So, and, and that, that manufacturer in Japan that they name, I forget what it's called, makes basically all the cybernetic augmentations. I know this from watching the second movie. That's my understanding of the world building. So this is why I was like, (laughs) so, so it turns out that the American and why the doors like closed, um, like two seconds later and why the cars weigh so much is that these are, these guys using thermoptics, which again is the cloaking stuff that they have in this universe. To, it was basically an American espionage job to try and recapture this like American counterintelligence project that turned into yeah. the puppet master. Yeah. <laughs> so, and again, this is explained within like five to seven minutes by this character we have never met before, never talk about again. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's the narrative, like, turning point of the film. Um, and I think it speaks volumes that both of us like did not know. I This is like my fifth time, I just figured it out. And I love this film like very deeply. And that's like how strong the formal and like technical yeah. and the like, tonal elements are is that the narrative like is complete texture, like dressing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's again, it's texture and, and, and also, dressing in a way thing, that like is, neither is of like us have important. Read, neither of us have read the manga or yeah. interacted with the, the, and the show. Original. Yeah. Uh, so I think that actually, that also might be another aspect of it that we are missing out on. Yes. Um, yeah Absolutely. yeah absolutely um, yeah and so but but i think that again like shows to like how strong the world building is within the movie and how strong the formal elements are and like how fucking insanely well done this movie is that like i yeah. still like this is my one i probably my favorite film of all time despite not knowing what the fuck is going on <laughs> like at all <laughs> um so anyways after this scene that took us to, like 10 minutes to explain cuts here's away. the fucking Climax, climax. Here's the climax, climax. climax. Yeah. So they're tracking down this car with the American operatives with the puppet master's like fake body. We could just, in it. Let's just skip to the skip to the. Like, yeah, yeah. So they kill whatever. So the puppet masters, but after like a series of like action movie shootouts or whatever, um, yeah. major. There's the this like escort car that with like an American agent in it, 
um in this like abandoned building like I don't even know. It's kind of, I guess, like a municipal building. <laughs> Wait, important, important. This building is like a huge empty building with a tree on one side of it. Yeah, like with like, with like Latin <laughs> That same, not the exact same tree. Actually, maybe the exact same tree is in Angel's Egg. Memorial okay. yeah. other film. So I, I think this is, so. yeah, it like big empty Ooh. room with a big tree. <laughs> the OC Cinematic Universe, the OCU. Um, <laughs> And so then, so it gets the climax of the film where the puppet master's body and therefore his consciousness are in this like escort car with a like CIA or whatever, like American agent also in the car guarded by this like spider tank. Um, and well, not guarded by the spider tank yet. First, she kills one of the guys. No. She, or oh. one of them kills, someone kills one of the guys by shooting yeah. a bunch of shit at the car. And the other guy's like, oh, fuck. And, or wait, no? Is that after? No, that's I think now. that's after. So God she's like stabbing it out. Whatever. And so she's using her thermoptic whatever, like bullshit yeah. sci-fi jargon to like yeah, stab yeah, yeah, out yeah, the yeah. invisible stuff. Notices this tank with cloaking stuff, has air support from like a helicopter, like a cop helicopter. And then yeah. also like her partner's like ghost communicating with her. Um, so she sees this cloaked like spider tank um, and is like shoot out the glass of the of this building and all of this is like so insanely beautiful and all of it's like so well paced um the glass gets shot out falls on top of the tank like fucks up the camouflaging system so now she can see the tank great and then communicating with the partner is like yo i have like an assault rifle (laughs) and like a grenade um i will not be able to dent this thing i'm going like i'm tapping out do not talk to me and the partner's like are you fucking kidding me um and we'll bookmark that um so she's like you know fucking like fighting this tank in this gore one of the best like fight scenes of anything like climactic action scenes of any movie ever i think just absolutely beautifully gorgeously animated um you know fires bullets at it it fires bullets back she's way out armed the cia dude like gets out of the car she throws a grenade kills the cia dude now has to deal with the tank um and this is this is why i kind of mentioned that gore is utilized now is that um she yeah runs she like runs the tank dry of bullets um and then like runs at it like with cloaking device on and so the tank can't see her she gets on top of the tank and like starts like trying to rip the hood off of it and like destroy it from the inside and both of her arms just like rip off (laughs) and and this i think this is why it's important why that the puppet master's body didn't have blood at all um and not like not also like rip off like quickly like very slowly like, like, like you see the back like the muscles in her back like she's fucking also she's literally ripping herself like, apart no we we need to also talk about how insanely fucking ripped and muscle bound yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. she's like fucking huge <laughs> yeah she's like, this monster fucking... of a fucking agent <laughs> and um, also that's never shown in the rest of the movie she's just like pretty normal in the rest of the movie and then all yeah of a sudden, and, and and so you see her body under like this insane amount of duress as she like literally rips her arms off trying to get this tank yeah, done. Yeah, 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 like yeah. falls onto the floor completely defeated the tank like uses its robotic arm to grab out and like tries to like it starts squeezing her head and like crushing it uh her partner comes in with like an arm cannon and fucks it up and she's mm-hmm. like ah it's a what take you song wow they do a little cop banter and then she's like okay i'm gonna try and fucking ghost hack this thing um 
And then I fucking don't even remember what happens for us. This movie. She's okay. So she's like, I'm going to try and ghost hack the puppet master. And then she tries to ghost hack the puppet master. And the puppet master is suddenly in her body and is like, haha, fucking ghost hack you, you yeah. bitch, whatever. And, um, not really. It's like more of a like philosophical. It's, it's more of like a dialectical. It gets into the, yeah. It gets into the whole like dialogue. The phil- this is the, where the, the philosophy kind of yeah. Really the like very existential AI. narrative gets into it, where um we're like and, talking about like oh what does it even mean to like be an AI? Like how can you say that I am not a human? Like yeah, what is what separates me from like humanity and like that kind of shit. So um, but like also not in a way that it's just like random like jargon that yeah, a lot of movies no, it's, been it's like up. actual philosophical like sort of interesting things but it's also a little overplayed but whatever and, um, and also i like to say that like this isn't just out of nowhere like the film has little a lot more little micro has a lot yeah we're skipping that, like, a lot of things kind of even though we spent like dense. it's an 80 minute talking. movie it's such yeah. an insanely dense like text yeah. Like, yeah. um so okay so She's trying to basically the puppet master cyber hacks her so she cannot communicate with the, the guy anymore. Yeah. Um Major cannot communicate with the guy, but the puppet master is talking out loud. Uh and um so he's hearing this one half of the conversation of the puppet master basically saying, Do you want I've been like looking for you specifically? So the puppet master also we didn't mention this. The puppet master did escape. That yeah. was an important part of it. The puppet master got away from the espionage, uh, yeah. the America Japan espionage sort of thing, War, and yeah. uh, and has been operating on its on its own, um, and trying to do something specific, and they don't really know what it's trying to do. And at this point, uh, the puppet master reveals that, like, oh, I was looking for you specifically because I think we are the same. And I think we should merge our, like, our consciousnesses. Yeah. And become, like, one consciousness because then we'd be, like, really powerful, essentially. (laughs) And, like, very powerful and be able to, like, shed light on a lot of, like, things that, like, humanity humanity doesn't understand. The Um, classic kind of, like, just fucking, like, Sasuke, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) This is, and again, this is why I like the dub more, is that it kind of glosses over... Like, it makes the, these flaws into, like, a stylistic formal choice. Okay. Um, that is kind but... of the sloppy philosophical stuff. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Um, so, we don't know whether she says yes or no. But, uh, and this is one thing that the guy has been able to see this whole time, is that he sees that the helicopters that are above them are tracking, like, lasers onto... Yeah her onto major and the puppet master's heads like directly onto them and yeah. um uh so he's been like oh fuck this whole time he's like he can't do shit and uh so I, I, one more interjection i'm sorry because I'm, I'm scrolling through the movie because i thought they did a weird tv <laughs> thing they didn't but um just to make it more obvious what the choice was uh they do the persona shot the fucking Bergman, like half of the face, like it shows Majors, and half of her face is like covering yeah. the yes, master. Yes, 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 so yes. they do the fucking persona thing, and it's like, okay, dude, come on. Yeah. Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, she. We don't know whether or not whether she says yes or no. Eventually, the helicopter is able to shoot both of them. They're like 
the guy yeah. reaches his hand out to try and stop it. The bullet obviously goes straight fucking through his hand and both of their heads just like explode. And he's like, yeah. or, well, that doesn't really make sense though because her, her head doesn't explode. Her neck explodes. Yeah. She gets um, decapitated. And gets, she gets deca- decapitated and uh, he's like, oh fuck. He like runs over to her head and he's like, oh fuck. Uh, shit. And like is freaking out. And we see her like fading out into like, um, yeah. and also I ha- we haven't mentioned that there's like two different sort of, the movie goes. Oh no, back her head does explode. No, no. I'm oh, rewatching yeah. it right now. So oh, what, what the hell? Yeah. Wait. Whoops. Okay. Whoops. Wait. Maybe Whoops. this might be like an animation error, but like because Either that's an animation very clearly or really interesting. Surreal. Yeah. So it very clearly shows her head exploding, and then the next shot. Oh, okay. Is her that head like slowly falling down. Uh oh, we found an animation error. <laughs> this only shit. Is Unless that's meant to have a deeper meaning. I don't know. Maybe. It could. It could, but also fuck. Um, so anyway. Uh, um, so, yeah, the movie throughout the movie, there's like little bits where it's like shot like VHS sort of like run through. Yeah, VHS. No, there, there, there are a couple things where it's like, okay, there's like an After Effects, like VHS filter put on. No, After Effects, yeah. of course. But yeah. you know, there's like a filter put over. But there are some parts where it like, and this is why it's like such a fucking interesting movie. It's yeah. Like it is shot on, like it is being shot from a screen onto a V. Like it is analog. Yeah. Well, like, all this animation, I think. Well, actually, I don't know this. I don't know whether or not this is cell animated. Is that worth looking up? I don't know if this. I is don't. You know cells. the jargon. I don't know because if it is animated on cells, this is literally all physical, so they can shoot it with whatever the hell they want. Yeah. No, like, no, no, no. What I'm saying is that. So I know this because I'm a fucking Korean fanboy. Um, but the <laughs> way that they got the texture of some of these shots is not they shot the cells like physically on film or whatever, but they like had it recorded onto a CRTV and are recording the CRTV like playback of it to get this very specific like glitch analog texture. Which is great. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Um, Super insanely interesting. Yes. Um, And and it is, and and one more thing animation note is that it is Sean cells because I noticed um, there is like ISO. Like there, there are shots where it's like super dark and there's like grain and you can see like the, like artificial light so struggling wonder, to like come through and then like the light like when she's sitting in her apartment like the really iconic shot of her sitting in the apartment and she opens the blinds yeah. um and the light floods so it goes from having no noise to having or from having a ton of noise in the darkness to having no noise yeah and with the light yeah so maybe um, there is cells maybe there are cells yeah so I, I think that but anyway um maybe it is animated on cells but yeah. um i okay so whatever she her vision fades out we got this like okay as soon as the shot opened and it was just like there's like someone sitting in a chair in another room and i was like i really hope um oh wait did your mic just turn off wait did it where were okay, we sorry we had, some, <laughs> we had some technical difficulties but we are back in business um okay we were talking about the final like thing in the movie the it switches to this shot that I am so glad that I predicted this correctly. As soon as it switched to that shot of like a like her in the hospital, very video y like um shot of like some a figure sitting in a chair in the background and then just like a room. Uh yeah. And uh I was immediately like, oh my god, what if they did a long shot here? And then they did a really long shot there and I was like <laughs> so fucking happy about it. Um <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, this would be a perfect time to just like hold on this fucking yeah. shot. And it actually did. And I was really excited about it. Um, but anyway, it zooms in 
And it's this crazy fucking shot. It's like maybe one of the wildest shots in the movie, in my opinion, uh, in terms of not in terms of complexity at all, but in terms of just like visual, like how it looks. I think it's crazy. Um, but um, you need to watch more movies, Jam. I'm sorry. Well, no, in this movie, not in the fucking anything. I was whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever. It's no, no, no it's, it's really good. It's really good. I agree. Sorry. It's a cool, it's a cool zoom. It's an interesting zoom. Very good zoom. Um, very good zoom. Because it's very distorted. You can't see anything that's going yes. on. And it's like. It, it, it uses part. video to like abstract and like kind of make it into shapes yeah. as opposed yes. to. Because yeah, the, the line work in this film is very, very clean besides the video shots. And so yeah. it uses this kind of like VHS filter to like really. Yes. Yeah, it's yes, really yes, cool. Yes. So, um, and we see a, like, child version of uh, Major wake up, yes. and the guy's like, oh, you're finally awake, um, this is the only body I could buy you off the black market, I guess, which is fucked up, but, um, uh, oh, fuck, yeah, and... I didn't even think about the implications of that. Yeah, that's really yeah, fucked yeah, up. Fucked. <laughs> really think you should watch the second film, because the second film goes kind of more into... Yeah, I would add, but like the sexual weirdness of like, yes, I don't know the implications of the pornography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, she's like a child now. Um, she's like not like a child, child, but she's like, whatever, like a tween. No, Um, she's she's an adult. She's in a. Okay, yeah. Okay, so the body that they give her is like a kid. Yes. Yeah. She's like very small, like wearing little kids' shoes. Like it's it's a child. Yes, it is a child. She's um. And I'd like to make it very clear that this is just, like, the robot body that she, her consciousness was transferred into, not, like, she's regressed mentally back to yes, the child. Yes, she is fully just herself. Yeah. She's just, like, a kid. Um, And uh, she, he's, like, so did you, like, do it? Did you, like, merge with the... Or, like, what what was the conversation? And she tells him what the conversation was, and he's, like, oh, did you, like, merge with the puppet master? And she's, like, I can't say whether i don't think right now i am fully the major that i was before or the or the puppet master wholly transgender (laughs) (laughs) well okay there's a lot of trans the way that they were literally talked about the last episode for all of our listeners all of our at the end we haven't talked about anything trans in this whole shit so now it's time um the cybernetic women are always trans it's uh, always it's true but in the end scene so for one in the end scene where like they're about to get shot they're literally for one in each other's bodies for two the puppet master says they're the same and that's why he wanted to like go into get go into her body and it's like yeah they're the fucking same and um i don't know uh and they're having this conversation in each other's bodies, both, uh, like, fucking, I don't know, feminine bodies, which is, like, a weird term to use. Yeah. They, whatever. Well, well, I let's, don't... We're, let's not... I'm not saying you, like, we'll talk, but, like, the bodies are gendered. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Like, it's, they're women's bodies. They're, like, you know, using... Not feminine. women's bodies, but, like, but, they're you know, feminine bodies. In 95, I guess. Was, was, but, yeah. Whatever. They're and also they're both fucking robot bodies. They like yeah. it's well, in the also one, one more thing is that the puppet master's voice is like a man's voice. And they yes. use like the puppet master's voice is a man's like, voice. Yeah. They yeah. also both neither of their bodies have like sex organs. That's the part that's like talked about. Yeah. Or not talked about really like, like, a, a little bit. Like lumps. Yeah. It's yeah, it's like Barbie shit. But um I and I so literally, I don't know. It's just like 
uh, it felt and just like the way that they were not to be like the way that they were looking at each other, but the way they were, they were looking at each other. It's just like, oh, this is like this is almost lesbian. This is almost lesbian. This Again, almost it's it's the persona like. shot, which like is a les is either a lesbian or a training movie or just a. Anyway, so yeah, there's a lot of there's a very complicated gender thing going. There's a gender, there's some gender shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's that's Ghost in the Shell. We spent most of the podcast explaining the movie, but I think we also talked about it a lot in the midst of that. So I think it's fine. Do do you? How much longer do you want to go on? Because I want to talk about this in like a weird conceptual way. Talk about in a weird conceptual way because we we can go as long as we want. Yeah. No one fucking listens to that. It's like us. Um, so we're beta testing. Um, so far, no one's listening to this anyway. Maybe someone right. will hear this in the future. Who knows? Shout out Hi. to our boy. Um, okay, so I was watching. I watched this movie today for Sunshine Movie called Les Samurai, uh, and uh-huh. it's I forget the fucking dude's name. So, anyways, this is it's it's like a French film. It's not a Japanese film. It's a French film, and it doesn't have anything to do with samurais. Like at all, <laughs> um, so I don't know. It's called *The Samurai*. Um, but so I was reading like an article about it, like a piece of film credit about it, and it's talking about how like through the use of cinematic language, that's a really broad thing. But you know, specifically like the varying shot perspectives, um, you know, it'll like switch in one scene, it'll switch from like a bird's eye to a close up to a blah blah blah. You know, it'll switch all these cinematic modes, and like through like the that use of um, like cinematography switching, it makes the space feel like very like um not liminal it, it makes it it makes the uh, like landscapes and, and the the like backgrounds occupy both like an emotional and literal space um mm-hmm. and i think that that very much happens in this film and i actually would not be surprised if oshi like directly ripped off not ripped off but um you know kind of took influence from this director um because he's like a very kind of classic new wave gangster movie dude and um it's very obvious that oshi's like a film geek um mm-hmm. do you know the persona shot talk- i keep referencing like just google persona shot like it's, it's I, very, i've seen it yeah, i've yeah. seen it before so it's very obvious that he like knows his like art cinema like well, yeah, this is what I'm saying. This feels like a movie movie, not like an yeah, anim- yeah. animation movie at all. This feels like very much like it is referencing cinema more than it's referencing like animation. Yes, and cinema, very, and, and, which and is a trap that so much animation falls into, and it's so unfortunate because I feel like I feel like animation Eva. wants to like be on, huh? Watch Eva. Watch Eva. <laughs> okay, but um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So, 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 so the movie movie. Uh, <laughs> I I think it's really interesting how that how this kind of treats and so it doesn't you know like cinematic modes get switched a lot and it kind of goes from a wide to so in Les Samurai like the way that it it like shapes this emotional space like the way that it allows its landscapes to fill its emotional space is like through the switching of cinematic like specific like like shot languages but here it's it does that in a similar way um, and it does occasionally do it through shot languages you know it'll go from like wide to, there's this one shot of major where it's like above her head like the camera's positioned right here and she's like looking down and you kind of see yeah. her shoulders in the back of her head and that's broken later when that like one of i think like near the diving scene where it has that shot i'm like positioning the camera like behind my head for like listeners for li- yeah. our listeners um yeah. and it's that like shot is like done like three or four times and then it's finally like broken where it does that shot and then she like turns around and kind of looks towards the camera and that's the yeah. f- final time that shot's used um, and, but like the more predominant way that it kind of like allows its emotional landscape to be 
uh, like the Switch's cinematic modes, is like through this like weird digital distortion thing it's doing, mm-hmm. um, where like it's using like digital noise and like CG to like abstract its images and like have yeah. them take on multi. And so we'll get these shots that you know it'll switch from like classic anime, whatever, like line drawing to like not really like well, I don't, yeah, 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 yeah anime line drawing but like also it's like so it's stylized in a slightly yeah, yeah. it's it's obviously way. stylized but it, it you know it's yeah. not doing any like like absolute crazy shit. so it'll switch yeah. from that yeah. to like the this kind of like mid shot like kind of like chest level shot of like the space through like a vhs filter and the implication is yeah. that we're watching this through like a camera Yes. Um, and so it does that a lot and especially and when it's thing. looking at its landscapes and so like through yeah. doing that it like creates this weird abstract tonal space that also like double functions as like a literal space for the film to like unfold in yeah, uh, yeah i think yeah. it's so fucking smart yeah it's very 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 that's cool that's me <laughs> um um yeah also can we talk about how this is this is something that like it feels like the movie didn't really comment on but like maybe it did um but like can we talk about how she literally just like gets naked while she's fighting like a lot <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> like, not there's, there's no, like, like literally there's, like i'm interested like there's diegetic huh? re- there's diegetic reasons for that i think it's the i know there's that. diegetic reasons for it but like it's yeah i'm like wondering um, I'm interested to hear what your take is on that. I, okay, let me let me movie. pull up your gay little review. Why? Okay, so I'm assuming that you gave it a half star off. So GM gave it four and a half stars. I didn't give it a half star off because of that. I gave it a half star off because I um huh because I I asked like because of the nudity because you mentioned that in your no not so, not yeah. entirely because of the nudity um it was also because of the hitting you over the head with the philosophy although maybe that would have been better in the 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 version i'm sorry um Um, so okay let me pull up your review because i I, there's like some points i wanted not like 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 i'm gonna nail you yeah i want to rip i want to rip your review of this movie apparently started to cry over blah blah some boring gay emotional shit (laughs) 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 my interview capabilities of animation i forgot about for a while this bitch is an animator (laughs) like capital a um Totally just kind of, okay, excess nudity is the only thing that doesn't feel commented on directly, but I think this film also has a really interesting, complicated gender politic going on with the whole ghost slash body thing, especially towards the end with the similarity between the two of them, trying not to include spoilers. Uh, anyways, really amazing film, blah, blah, blah. So the excess nudity, I like, I want to talk about that, like, because I kind of disagree, like, it's not sexual nudity in like any way, which I think is super interesting. I disagree. There's a lot of nudity. I disagree. There's, are you joking? Like, like especially like there's never like there the like shots of like it's not it's not over sexualized but i do think it is also still like sexual nudity a lot of the times i just, really just don't think so that's i don't know just like the way that they draw the boobs it's just like a little <laughs> a little over the top like i don't know it's just maybe this is a holdover from like sort of anime style but like the way that like I don't know. Like boobs don't look like that. <laughs> it's yeah. just like a I don't know. It's just I, like I it feels like a over sexualized representation of like and there's so much tits in this movie. But it's like not it's not an issue I have with it, I don't think. I, I think it's not like it, it, it's just it doesn't like, take away from it. It's just like I don't I, know. I there were parts where it was like there are ways because I think I well okay I do think it's like a holdover and there's also no like there's not even a there's not even a a guy's chest in this movie (laughs) which I Um, think is funny um 
Yeah, but I I also think that it's like the um I I just think that they like there's a lot of nudity, but like one they kind of have the Barbie doll shit going on, so, and and two like there are ways, and I'm bad, and I don't shoot movies, and I don't talk or watch movies that do this a lot. Um, but like there are ways. Actually, that's not true. There are ways to frame this that are like insanely more sexual than this because like these are all kind absolutely of, like, no okay i don't think of, like, i think it whole... does yes i think it does better than a lot of its contemporaries or i it's think like, in, yeah like, in like, that kind of Eva thing. is like way more sexual yeah well because like olds. like if you talk about um like i don't know like fan service is like a thing that like people talk about in relation to anime <laughs> and it's like yeah. it's weird it is like fully like it almost expected by a lot yeah. a lot of the like sort of i don't know in a lot of anime as like part of like how much of like that is an expected aspect of yeah. it and i think in that context it does a really good job of not being yeah. like horny about it well and, um, and i also think that it like, uses it like just like the end shot alone but it also I just feels it, like it's not that i it's not that i think it's over sexualized it's just that i feel like it's unnecessary like there was no this movie would have been fine if she like had a like i actually like, disagree because a, i don't I think, think the shot at the end where she's like tearing herself apart to like tear no that part i, I disagree that, that part no, would have no. that part needed it but no, no, they no, not not it. just that not just that i think that like it works as like kind of a narrative arc a little bit where yeah. you are like you i don't think that that final shot would have had the same effectiveness that it does with not final shot but that shot wouldn't have the same like kind of symbolic effectiveness that it does without yeah. kind of yeah. pre-establishing what these bodies are supposed to look that's like. true that's true um, it does definitely like kind of and like the only like the hyper yeah. the most nudity ever shown in the movie besides like when the girl and and also like when the puppet master's body gets hit um like by the car she's like fully nude um but that is like way that's actually like less sexualized than the, the most sexual oh, shot obviously kind of yeah is um major at the beginning is kind of like quote-unquote like being made like her body is like being made and so yeah. you kind of see that's like it, that's the most nudity and it's also probably the most sexually framed nudity and still not super bad yeah but i, I yeah. think that that is like having that is like like it it like narratively bookends it you know yeah where it's like the I first agree. part of her I, yeah you you know i absolutely i definitely agree and i think there's some parts that it functions on but it's also just like i don't know at times it was just like wire her boobs out yeah <laughs> like she literally like when she would like when they when she's like fighting the guy when she's like fighting the guy in the water and she just like her shirt her like she just like whenever she starts fighting someone she literally just like drops her coat off and like is like top up naked and it's like why are you in sits out i think it's funny i think it's funny more than anything it's just like um it's just mean i don't know it's just like that is the single aspect of this movie that i feel like didn't feel commented on but i also understand the context it was coming from i guess but it's just like it's just like why did you do this but whatever it, there's parts of it there's parts of it that i do feel like well, it, it and I also like, was necessary to the not even i think that the way that... But like it added to the narrative and i think there were parts where it like was felt like intentional and felt like measured but like there are other times where it's just like yeah well, I'm looking back um <laughs> like so i'm looking at the fight scene and it's like i sorry i'm like fighting you so hard on this i don't care that yeah. much but i i just think it's interesting yeah. because um 
like at the part where she's fighting the dude, she doesn't. She technically like doesn't have a shirt on, but her like, her like the it like cuts off like right here, like right under her collarbone. Yeah, sometimes. Like it never. No, like it never goes. Like she's invisible. Besides that, and then when it cuts to her like being not invisible anymore, it, like it cuts off right here. Wait, you're rubbing your mic. Loud. Oh fuck me. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it. So yeah, the camera cuts off like like right below her collar, like right above yeah. where her like. I'm not gonna like get into the very ultra specific yeah, yeah, yeah. of this, but no, I do. I, I just I, think it's interesting because I had yeah. the opposite reading of the film, where like I, I okay. felt like the nudity was like not only served narrative purpose and tonal purpose, but also like was really tasteful and also like I also think that it's like the way that like sh- bodies are like shaped is like really important to the themes and like how fucking trans this movie is, especially um, considering that they're like. Uh, yeah genetically like made manufactured yeah yeah where it's like i'm looking at like the scene with major and it's like like what's accentuated is like there's like no cleavage showing there's like a slight like boob curve (laughs) at the bottom of the frame but like no you know and and then it's like collar it's like collarbones and like biceps and like very like kind of androgynous ungendered parts yeah and i think that well at the end of the yeah like I don't know. I think that this it's meant to sort of be, uh, I guess like a semi androgynous body. Although no, it's not. But like, yeah. well, the way like it's very not, not an androgynous wearing, body. But like when when she's like not like fighting and like in this like thermoptics whatever, like she's wearing like boxy clothes, like the really iconic shot of like her, like she's wearing like this really loose kind of like sort of V neck that accentuates her collarbones and like you know like the you know i i think it's so interesting that like and, and she has like the shaggy hair and like kind of dresses i'm gonna say she's she dresses like a lesbian a little she bit. does dress like she a lesbian dresses really she, also looked, she with like the bomber jacket and shit yeah oh, like also one more thing is kind of a minor thing the costume design is fucking incredible in this movie it's really good outfits. oh my god it's crazy um should we like end it <laughs> I guess we've talked about this for so long. We talked about this for so long. It's a fucking um, good movie. Watch I'm gonna, it I have to spend an hour and twenty minutes re-listening to all this shit. I th- and- <laughs> I think <laughs> we're geniuses. I think we're I think we are with- geniuses. I think we're geniuses. <laughs> um, yeah. that's the podcast. This is the Auto Cinephiles podcast. Free take. This is the audio. This is the Auto Cinephiles experience. Bye. Bye. That's what we said last night. I think it's funny. Okay. Bye.